it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Eric Steven. Uh, producing today is Ryan Salvatore, uh, and with me, as always, not as always, but uh, for, for most episodes, is Jacob Birch. Uh, I'm, I haven't done many solo episodes for a while, but this is a midweek episode because we're doing a Dodgers Rewind. Uh, Jacob, how are you? I'm doing great. I've peeked yeah. ahead at the trivia question. Oh, So my, nice. my headspace is there for a bit. Yeah. Uh, so today, uh, I figure because the trade deadline is, is coming up, we're under two weeks from the trade deadline. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. This happens and, uh, every year, how quickly it happens, and yet well, here, here and also I am it's again. Like right after the All-Star game, and then the All-Star game also has the draft. It, it's a busy time of year in terms of like uh, MLB sort of tentpole things. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to look back at like, you know, it's not like it's a milestone trade or anything, but I'm like, well, hey, we're in 2023. What about 20 years ago? So I there's two options. Um, one, I I can't remember. I know we've talked about this on some podcasts. It was possibly a trivia question. I think it was possibly a question from Craig. But um, the the two sort of main uh, trade deadline targets that July for the Dodgers were Jeremy Burnett's, who is one we're not doing, and then Robin Ventura. Um, so uh, the Dodgers acquired him uh, from the Yankees on July 31st, 2003, for Scott Proctor. Was who I believe... Brent Maine in that trade with Jeremy no. Burnett's? Oh, Brent, I don't think so. No, be... Oh, you know what? I will double check. Turn but, I feel um, I thought someone came with Burnett's, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, 
Scott Proctor, I will say he's I he's sort of most known, I think probably among Yankee fans as like the guy who Joe Torre just absolutely shredded, like um, just like use you know the exaggeration that he pitched like 120 games. Obviously, he didn't pitch that many, but he pitched a lot and then and then got hurt. But um, yeah, we're I'm I'm looking up um, Jeremy Burnett's, but it was just with back cash. to Ventura. My memory's uh, just. Will, he was Brent Main was in the oh, Steve right. Finley trade. There we go. That's where my was a year off. Steve Finley trade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? Why my why my here's the deal with the so Steve Finley was 04. Yeah. and uh, that was the the time where um, Paul um, Paul De Podesta famously like like there was way too much made that he traded the heart and soul of the team in Paul Duca. Like just the reaction to that trade yeah. was one of the dumbest periods in fandom history. But um, Paul DePodesta did mess up in that he also had a, a plan to acquire um, uh, Charles Johnson, mm-hmm. but Charles Johnson did not, would not waive his no trade clause, and he didn't have another backup plan. <laughs> so the Dodgers were stuck with, not like I I think he exhausted his rookie status, but basically rookie David Ross, and then like the. Um, and I guess Maine, when they traded him away, like they just, they, I think Tom Prince, I want to say, was the other catcher. It was, they were terrible at catcher down the stretch. Like, and that was a huge mistake. Like, and so that was a major faux pas. But um, so before we get into Ventura's time with the Dodgers, Dan Evans uh, was the GM in 2003. Uh, um, I have a trivia question for you that is uh uh, interestingly, Ventura related. Um, so the last, <laughs> one day you'll just not do that. <laughs> it's gonna be like, just be Oscar's trivia. trivia. What, what? What's the largest planet? What? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so the last home run uh, of Robin Ventura's career um, was September eighth, two thousand four. He played with the Dodgers for a year and a half. Uh, this was for the Dodgers, a pinch hit grand slam against so the Diamondbacks. I think I was at this yeah. game. Whoa! Um, I don't know for sure, but I recall it like around this time of you know my mind just starting to like care about baseball names and facts, and um, like the leaderboard coming up. And therefore, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get to the trivia question. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So, but I was gonna say before, it would have been awesome had I had the foresight to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do research into jake i'm gonna be like call <laughs> both of your parents like, all right robin mentor what do you got well we were at this game no i had no and idea i'm, that I'm not 100 percent sure maybe it was a time where like he came up with the bases loaded loaded and didn't hit a home run well, so well i will i will bring this up after i bring up the true question but ventura's 18 career grand slams are tied with willie mccovey for fifth most in major league history mm-hmm. uh who are the four players with more grand slams? so i think i t- know too cold because so, i remembered this list yeah and so i uh yeah I- i'll get into it Ooh. after the three but there was i didn't put it in our notes but uh one of the la times articles i pulled up from there then had on the front page the list mm-hmm. like a list you know and so it it's a fun list, I will say. But um, anyway, so uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast. I've written a lot at True Blue LA about how uh, the 20, uh, 2003 Dodgers were one of the weirdest teams in uh, franchise history. They were the, the most extreme team I've ever seen. 
when they were on the field, they were one of the best Dodgers teams ever. When they were at the plate, they were one of the worst Dodgers teams ever. They just could not hit. Like, everything went wrong. So Adrian Beltre hadn't fully become Adrian Beltre in a sense. Like, he wasn't like, oh, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. It was like, do we have to replace him Like every <laughs> for a couple of years? And, and but he was floundering at the plate like this in this year. So his defense was still great. I would say at the time, at least the perception of him did not appreciate how great his defense was, especially when he signed with Seattle. And people were like, "How did he get like eighty-five million or they or sixty, whatever it was, sixty something million?" Um, and, and people got real mad about that. But like, uh, I was looking so uh, his on um, on Fangraphs. He had four WAR in two thousand two and three point two WAR in two thousand three, even while having a below average WRC plus. Uh, he was eighty six in twenty oh two and ninety four in two thousand three. He was much worse at the break in both years. We'll get to that in a second. The common perception at the time, I had always remembered this, and I, I was sort of worried that like, um, I, I was. It's one of those things where you just remember wrong and you're you, i i had rem- in my head i'm thinking they made trades to like quote light a fire under belcher and I, I thought that was like the sentiment time and when i was looking stuff up that was absolutely <laughs> mentioned like during the time um so in in 2002 this we should probably do another rewind on this but tyler houston uh was the guy who was like huh we're gonna we're gonna put this carrot in front of adrian belcher i think he's gonna lose his playing time to tyler houston and get, fire him up um, but uh, Houston only started two games at third base in L.A. So uh, in 2003, Beltre was hitting 224, 282, 359 when the Dodgers traded for the 35-year-old Ventura, who is uh, a, a third baseman, um, famously won several gold gloves. But this is from Jason Reed in the L.A. Times from Beltre when the Dodgers made the trade. Quote, I know I'm part of the reason the team has struggled. I'm not doing my job the way I know I can. I'm not hitting, so they can say anything they want, but it's about the team, not just one person. I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, Manager Jim Tracy, per the Associated Press, was trying to get ahead of it. He said, quote, we're not giving up on Adrian Beltre. Let's make that clear. You know, the famous, like, uh, D. Gordon is our second baseman type of thing. No, it actually was. So, but the speaking of LA Times graphics, they ran uh, a graphic when in the story with the Ventura trade, and it, well, first of all, the, the the infographic they used had a subheading of "Yo Adrian," which is this A plus. But um, it, it like and just to show you that my memory wasn't faulty here, uh, in the 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 text of the the table above the stats, it says another possible reason for the Robin Ventura trade to motivate Adrian Beltre, who homered Thursday. Beltre was in a slump, blah blah blah, when the Dodgers acquired Tyler Houston, uh, and then so they showed his. 2002 stats and it was like 238 average 288 on base 373 slugging then after the tyler houston trade 287 325 500 and then after the ventura trade 265 304 531 so they were right it worked exactly (laughs) how they were playing so but the funny thing though and i guess not so funny but they um they needed ventura who was a six-time gold glove winner at third base they needed him to play first base because Fred McGriff, uh, on his way to 500 home runs, instead got hurt. Uh, it was like hurt for like the first time in his career. He was out with a knee injury. So 
Ventura hadn't started at third base or first base since 1996, but he started 25 games there for the Dodgers in 2003. He only started twice at third base, so it was more of an occasional uh, thing. So that year with the Dodgers, Ventura hit 220, 331, 422, five home runs and 49 games. It was 100 OPS plus. They, they kind of did. He did exactly what they wanted, right? Like he was 35. Like he was just sort of the veteran extra guy. Um, but if you look at it in the context of the 2003 team, he was one of only five Dodgers with any sort of reasonable playing time that had 100 OPS plus or higher. So that's that's a bad hitting team. Um, so he resigned. Ventura did resign with the Dodgers in 2004. He was one of their key pinch hitters that year. He batted 57 times. Now, they had Ventura from the left side uh, with an 827 OPS as a pinch hitter. Almedo signs from the right side uh, with 55 plate appearances. 866 OPS. That's a great one-two combo, except that they were second and third on the team in pinch hit plate appearances. Number one, Jason Grabowski. <laughs> so it wasn't all uh, it wasn't all fun and games. Um, so Ventura in 2004 hit Sorry, 243. Still, I, the Grabowski principle yeah. is a thing. <laughs> if you if you walk a player as bad as Jason Grabowski, you should be removed from the game immediately. Uh, one of the greatest like online things ever. Yeah, I guess anyway. I just this was before I would have been tracked like before we did this podcast, even though we've been doing this forever. Sure. So I wasn't really tracking that kind of thing. I would never have guessed Grabowski was number one. I would uh, signs probably would have been my guess. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's very funny to me. I, and I don't have it in front of me, but I I think it was like it was at least twenty plate appearances more. He had like seventy or eighty or something. Nice. Like twenty. So. Um, <laughs> And, but also, it was a different game. Like, they pinch hit more, you know? Like, yeah. like that was a thing. We, it's so weird. Obviously, with the DH, it's different. But, like, it, there's just not a lot of pinch hitting. So it's just not that big of a thing. But so 2004, Ventura was kind of on the way out. He, he had 86 OPS plus. He had five home runs. 28 runs batted in, 175 played a So that's pretty good. He also pitched in a game that year, uh, June 25th. Uh, he closed out a 13 to nothing loss against the Angels with a scoreless inning. So this is Rich Hammond of the LA Daily News pointed out that Ventura topped out at 72 miles an hour. Uh, quote, uh, this is from Ventura. Great. This is a great line. Uh, if anybody was going to get hurt, it's, it might as well be me. So I volunteered. I probably balked a few times. I don't even know if David Ross even put down signs. I just started throwing. Then he added, since I'm hitting like a pitcher, it probably goes in line. <laughs> he wasn't hitting so well. So pitching, position player pitching was a rarity back then. So it was like, a, oh, this is weird. Like, you know, and it was thus more exciting rather than now when it's too much. But um, <laughs> I, I look back, I wrote about it in 2011. Um, before Ventura in 2004, the previous Dodgers position player was Chris Donalds in 2001, who I believe is no, I, I'm I'm conflated him with Mike Kincaid. Um, I, I was thinking of somebody who get hit by pitch a lot, but anyway, the next one after Ventura was Mark Loretta in 2009. In that 2011 article that I wrote, which is like a reminder that I've been doing this way too long, um, I noted that a Dodgers position. Dodgers had position player pitch seven times in their first 53 years in Los Angeles. Since then, they, they didn't do it a bunch until very recently. They had two in 2013, two in 2014, one in 2018. That was, I believe, Kike Hernandez. I don't have it in front of me. Um, four in 2019, which is all Russell Martin, which is funny. 
um, and with a zero ERA, famously. Two in 2021, and then 10 last year, all Hanser Alberto. <laughs> this year, they've had two, um, Luke Williams and Yanni Hernandez so far. So, like, it just happens more often. But um, mm-hmm. after the NLDS in 2004, uh, Ventura announced his retirement. Uh, Dodgers manager Jim Tracy told the AP, um, I've been fortunate in the four years I've managed in the big leagues to be around some very professional people. Robin Ventura transcends just about every possible thing you can think of when it comes to professionalism. So one of the funny things about sort of getting into covering baseball is that a lot of the um, longtime reporters, uh, all anyone who ever covered a team like probably the Dodgers with Jim Tracy, but they've been around and like saw him with the Rockies and stuff. Everyone who's covered Jim Tracy does a Jim Tracy impression. (laughs) And he's just like a guy who just talks and talks and talks and talks. And that's a funny, that's a funny sentence to say, thinking of Jim Tracy, like thinking like he could have said like one sentence, but he sort of made it like a three sentence thing. (laughs) But uh, so his first career, 294 home runs for Ventura. 338 doubles, uh, 1,885 hits, uh, 267, 362, 444, a 113 WRC plus. By all accounts, excellent career, like very good player. He suffered a nasty broken ankle in a home plate collision when he was with the White Sox in 1997 in spring training. That wiped out the first two-thirds of the year. Now, what, from what I was reading about it, like he was supposed to be out for the year, and he came back like in the end of the year and like probably before he should have. But, like, if you look at his career before the ankle injury, 118 WRC plus uh, before, 108 after. Now, part of that is aging. But also he was just, like, slower and, like, didn't didn't quite – just wasn't quite the same after that. So at the time of his retirement, Ventura told the AP, I knew my ankle was progressively worse each year. I knew it wouldn't be fair to Tracy to come back here and if somebody got hurt not uh, be able to be more than just a pinch hitter. So he, he kind of knew he was done. Um, but that was sort of a broad overview of his career. I'll get it. Let's, we'll get into more specific stuff plus uh, answers to uh, the trivia question uh, after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Robin Ventura um, was a standout at Oklahoma State. He was a three-time All-American. Uh, he had a 58-game hitting streak in uh, college, which was, uh, you know, at, like for those of us who know, uh, that's two more than Joe DiMaggio did in the majors. But that was an NCAA record at the time. I believe it's still the Division One record. Someone in Division Three, I think, passed him. But he led uh, Oklahoma State to the College World Series final in 1987. He had four hits in the final game, though Stanford won that game. He was the Golden Spikes Award winner in 1988 as the best baseball player in three years in college. Now, it was different a little back then. I believe they still had metal bats or, you know, some sort of composite. 428 with a 792 slugging percentage in three years. Uh, Pretty good. Uh, So the Dodgers had the fifth pick in the draft in 1988. Uh, They were rumored to be interested in Ventura, who grew up in Santa Maria, which is about 150 miles north of Dodger Stadium. But instead, they drafted pitcher Bill Bonet out of Cal State Los Angeles. Uh, this is from the note section of a Sam McManus game recap in the LA Times uh, around the time of the draft, just after it, in fact. But uh, Fred Clare, the Dodgers executive vice president, said the team chose right-handed pitcher Bill Bonet from Cal State Los Angeles fifth overall in the first round of Wednesday's free agent draft, ahead of touted third base prospect Robin Ventura of Oklahoma State, because he felt Bonet was the best athlete available. It was speculated that the Dodgers would select Ventura, considered a top prospect. Benet, on the other hand, is a risk. He had a 6-3 and three record with a 580 ERA for Cal State Los Angeles this season, had more walks, 51, than strikeouts, 45. But the Dodgers were wooed by Benet's fastball reportedly clocked in the 90-mile-per-hour range. Now, first of all, I'll pause for a second. They were wowed by a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, like, it was. It's a different time now. I, I, Nolan Ryan was throwing a hundred around here, so like it's not like there were hard throws. But that, that's like a funny. That's a funny statement, Reed. That's like if you're not if you're not if you're throwing ninety right now, you're basically like stage Jared Weaver or something. Like it's just what is happening. Uh, that's a funny statement. Um, another quote from this Sam McManus thing uh, from uh, Claire. Um, quote: Our feeling was just to take the best player with the most potential. Benet has maybe the best arm in the country. Uh, <laughs> Benet very much did not have the best arm in the country. Um, he pitched parts of seven years in the Dodgers minors. He had a 529 ERA, more walks, 414, uh, than both innings pitched, 372 and a third, and strikeouts, 348. He never reached majors. So Ventura uh, very much did reach the majors. He was drafted at 10th overall by the White Sox. He reached majors by September 89. 
and then he was off and running to sort of start 1990 and just like took off for the next you know 12 i would say 12 years ish as a regular and then a couple as a sort of a backup but he had he had, was a great part of a great run of first round picks which set the foundation for a group of like really good white Sox teams so 87 they took Jack McDowell fifth overall. He was on the Stanford team that beat Ventura in the College World Series that year. McDowell won a Cy Young for the White Sox. They took Ventura in 10th pick in 1988. He had 56 career war. Um, 89, they took a guy out of Auburn named Frank Thomas, seventh overall. Uh, he, he won two MVPs for them and is in the Hall of Fame. 1990, they took Alex Fernandez fourth. He was sort of beset by injuries and done pretty much by age 30, but he still had 28.5 career war. He was a very good pitcher when he was healthy. Those teams did, though, like fall short. They, they finished second place uh, twice under previous Dodgers rewind Jeff Torborg in 1990 and 91 before he was fired. They won the AL West in 93, but lost to the Blue Jays in the ALCS. The White Sox had the fourth best record in the majors in 94 when the strike hit, and then, you know, it doesn't get him anything. Uh, so Ventura, like, was sort of – he was so-so in 1990, but he still, like, you know, earned a starting job very quickly from being drafted. But then he was one of the best players in baseball for, like, a decade. He had at least a 110 WRC plus for seven straight years, never higher in that time uh, than 129. So he was, like, this just steady piece in their lineup. Excellent on defense, seven seasons with at least a 4.8 uh, F war. Six gold gloves. He only made two all-star teams, which is weird. 92 with the White Sox, and then again in 2002 with the Yankees. Um, he signed a four-year, $32 million contract with the Mets before the 99 season. Uh, I was reading a little bit about this. It seemed like um, um, Jerry Reinsdorf, the White Sox owner, after the ankle injury was just kind of like, we're pretty much done with Ventura, and like they didn't want him back. Um, so he made the Ventura made the playoffs his first two years in New York. Uh, after just one postseason with Chicago, he famously hit a walk-off grand slam in a rainy game five of the 1999 NLCS. This was in the 15th inning off Kevin McGlinchey in a, in a game that earlier in the game uh, Oral Hershiser pitched in for the Mets. It was just wild times. Only it wasn't a grand slam. I don't. Do you ever remember watching this by chance? I don't think so. Pro- like, um, probably like after the fact, some blooper reels or whatever, but. I'll, I'll put a link to the, the video in in, in, um, in the show notes. But Todd Pratt, he tied the game one better earlier with a bases-loaded walk. He celebrated Ventura's Grand Slam by turning around to celebrate with Ventura, who was, who was still running. And then they and then because Ventura passed Pratt on the bases, he only got a single out of it. But that was still enough for the Mets to win. Um, but that brings us back to our question. Um, Robin Ventura has 18 career Grand Slams. Now that's only regular season. This wasn't counted as a Grand Slam, but it wouldn't have counted against for his career total. Who were the only uh, players, four players in MLB history with more Grand Slams than Ventura? So, I, like I said, I think I have. I'm watching the Grand Slam clip. I don't think I've seen this actually. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you have to go a little bit into it because they yeah, show. Yeah, I'm skipping that. around. Bob Costas and Joe Morgan on the call, by the way. Um, <laughs> All right. So, um, Lou Gehrig. Uh, Lou Gehrig is number two. And I will say at the time, either, you saw the list either at the stadium or in the LA Times. Yeah. He was number one. Manny Ramirez. Hey, oh, so 
I will say, but I'll just Gary had twenty three. Okay. Uh, Manny Ramirez, who was not in the LA Times nor Dodger Stadium graphic when you saw it, uh, is third with twenty one. Okay. And this is those are the two names that I so I must have seen something else about Manny and then weaved that yeah. into there. Um, yeah. So that means someone else who hits a lot of home runs. So I will guess Albert Pujols. No. Okay. I, I'm gonna, I don't have it in front of me. I forget. There's some. I think there's someone at 17, but I, I don't. I I didn't go beyond. Like sure. No, that, that's fine. Yeah. So that's strike one. Um, Steve. Right? <laughs> um, start that as a soundboard. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. No. Okay. Um. So strike two. Uh. Hmm. Give me a hint. Um. One of the, one of the two, is not in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds. You were on the right track with that, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll give I'll give you another hint. The one of the two is my favorite player of all time. Uh, man. So Murray. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen. So he uh, would, he would have he would have been second. So A Rod. Arod has twenty five. Twenty five, which I didn't know. Yeah, McCovey at eighteen. So that, that's a that's a good group uh, overall. Um, so Ventura um, finished his career uh, with fifty six uh, B WAR, fifty six point seven F WAR. Stupendous playing record, no matter how you slice it. Using Jay Jaffe's uh, jaw system, he Ventura is the twenty second best third baseman of all time. However. He does fall a little bit short in terms of Hall of Fame standards comparing to the third baseman already in the Hall, although third baseman is also a very underrepresented position. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he is below average, though, among that group in career war and peak war, seven, like the best seven years. Um, he was a one and done. Ventura was a one and done on the Hall of Fame ballot. He only got seven out of 539 votes, 1.3%. In 2010, you have to get 5% to stay on the ballot. So... That was it for that. Uh, the White Sox uh, hired Ventura to manage them in 2012. Uh, they were above 500 that year, uh, 85 and 77. They were just three games back in the AL Central. That was the closest the White Sox got to a playoff spot uh, in five years for them. But they were below 500 in each of the next four years. And then Ventura resigned at the end of the 2016 season. Uh, the White Sox had a 463 winning percentage under Ventura, average of just 75 wins per year. Then I didn't know this till recently. Um, he went back to Oklahoma State to finish his uh, degree, which he got in 2022. But uh, while at, back at Oklahoma State, he joined the baseball staff as a student assistant, uh, and that's just funny because he's like obviously older than everyone. But like, but then after he graduated in 2022, he changed the title to volunteer assistant. So. He, the last four years, he's been, like, coaching um, at Oklahoma State. He was inducted into the College Baseball Hall of Fame in 2006. So that's Robin Ventura for you. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, you know, I, whenever I like both the rewinds that are clearly before my time and yeah. clearly in my time, so that was good. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you... Specifically for the trivia question, you were at the game that I referenced. I would not have guessed that. I did. We don't talk about this ahead of time. I just like 
research it and then do it and then spring it on you. So that, that was a nice little thing. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed our uh, look back at Robin Ventura. Uh, thank you for listening to the Three Innings Save podcast. Again, thank you to producer uh, Brian Salvatore for all of his hard work and making us sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mo- most of the time, as much yeah. as as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah we're we're a part of the Fans for Sports Network. We're going to be back with our regular episode in a few days. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.